So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to my latest uh, community podcast during this uh, terrible coronavirus uh, crisis. As you will know, over the last few weeks, I've been um, interviewing, if you like, or talking to figures from across the community about how they've been coping with the crisis and uh, what measures they've been taking in their day-to-day lives to adapt to it, and indeed how they've been helping across the community. And I'm particularly pleased to have with me today, uh, Nathan Thomas, um, who was until of um, Winton Academy in Andover, um, a school that I visited, uh, I think, just before I became uh, the Member of Parliament, actually, when I was a candidate, uh, which at that time uh, was in special measures, uh, which now isn't, um, and seems to be going from strength to strength, uh, thanks to the leadership that Nathan has given to the school. Now, obviously, the school's been going through a difficult time as well. Um, and for all those pupils and parents who are um, uh, attending the school, I thought it'd be useful to talk to you. So welcome, Nathan. Lovely to see you. Good afternoon. Um, now, we had an email exchange um, early on during the crisis about uh, how Winston was going to cope and the big changes that were going to uh, need to be uh, put in place for you to continue education. How have things gone? What have you been up to and how has it gone over the last few weeks? Remarkably well. Um, as you know, all schools closed uh, in the middle of March. Um, we spoke to the students on the day of closure to say we weren't closing, we were just moving to a virtual school. Um, and literally on the Monday morning, our virtual school opened with its very first live assembly. I now find myself uh, a few months later on assembly number 34. And uh, we've done that every single day to keep the students engaged. We had the first live lessons take place on that very first day. We've used the Google Classroom. Um, which has just been fabulous. So it's meant that we've been able to have that face-to-face contact with the students on a daily basis. Um, the joys as a manager is also I can see what's going on, so I can pop into those classes to see the children and keep that contact. So the journey from the outset was really positive. We learned a lot very, very quickly. I think like so many people in this crisis, we've had to uh, adapt existing practices. But our philosophy that we came up with quite early on was the things that we do well, let's find a way to virtualize those. The things that we're really proud of, let's make sure they are maintained. So from the first week of the crisis, we had parent meetings and we've had those every single week virtually where parents can come in and hear about how we are helping the students and what we're putting in place for the students. And we've kept our reward systems running to make sure that we're able to say well done to the students. Uh, we kept our student voice going. So all those really important parts of the school, the essential non-essentials that are not just about the learning, which clearly is an imperative thing, but that sense of community Um, And I've been very proud of the way that the students and the staff and all of the community have come together in this crisis to to work for the benefit of all. all. Uh, And that's been both within the school and also wider. So we've looked at how we support the local NHS and was a fabulous, beautiful picture that the students made of all of them with a rainbow that I think I shared with you um, saying well done and thank you to them. So, So it's been, you know, despite the challenges and there have been some significant challenges for lots of our families, and it has been a really positive um, journey for us educationally. Oh, well, that's great news. I have to say, as a parent of two eight-year-olds also using Google Classroom, um, it is quite a good resource, actually. Uh, we've, we've, we've found, although it's quite hard to get them to sit still um, and concentrate in the early days, they have, they have learnt um, over the last few weeks to, to kind of deal with it on a daily basis. And it's good to hear that you've been having as much kind of live interaction as possible. I know not all schools have been doing a, a huge amount of live stuff, quite a lot of homework, essentially. Yeah, and we, we found very early, we made a decision early on not to go for paper packs. 
we made the decision that actually that's not, for, in our opinion, not teaching. You know, actually to teach you need to engage with the young people in some way and certainly the feedback we got very early on from the students was where there was the equivalent of this and we've done that safely through Google because in Google only students who are part of the AET group can access those classrooms and uh, so it makes it a safe environment for the students and staff to be in that the students really found that so helpful to be able to ask questions and obviously we've run a timetable so the students have got a timetable just like normal school where they log in for those sessions, do their session and then move on. So I agree, the Google Classroom, which was, had been already set up within the AT group so that we had those classrooms ready with all the students populated, has been fabulous. Okay, great. And you said that you're very pleased with the way staff have, have responded, which is fantastic, but students obviously have had to adapt and you've got a, obviously a critical uh, GCSE year what's happening around those who are who are doing GCSEs either next year or, or this year? So the, the grading for this year has been based on teacher assessments. So all of the staff in the school have um, looked at all of the evidence base that they have for the students based on their mock exams, based on their book work, based on current teacher assessments, and then created a grade that they believe is an accurate grade for that student. Then we as leaders have obviously then challenged that data to make sure that we can see the evidence that supports it. And all of that evidence is then used to send to the exam boards a grade that we believe that student would get in the summer. So it's been a rigorous process. Um, across AET, we do these things called stop the clock assessments, which are really useful because we do those across the whole group. So all of our 21 academies in the secondary all sit the same exams. So we've got some extra moderation across the group, which we've used to make sure those grades are accurate. Uh, and then we've submitted, those get submitted in the first week of June. Um, after we've done all the moderation across the group um, and then in the summer the students will still have an exam day because Ofqual will be looking at all of these grades to make a decision about the final grades because within each subject we've actually ranked the students from the most secure student within that grade boundary to perhaps the least secure and um, so once the Ofqual, once Ofqual have looked at that across the whole country they will moderate those results to be broadly in line with last year so that's current this year and that's the same for year uh, 13 students. For year 10 students, obviously that's a, a real concern um, because year 10s um, who are now about to start their GCSE year are going to have some gaps um, in terms of the, the knowledge potentially. So we're looking at all sorts of different ways. So we've had the virtual classroom to support those learners taking place and that's been successful and we've seen really positive and active engagement with that. But alongside that, we also need to look at this gap that could potentially start to exist between the um, disadvantaged students, those who are pupil premium. So we're making sure that we are putting in place the summer schools and all the systems that need to be there to support those learners so that when they return to school, we don't have any of those gaps. We provided an IET to all students who didn't have any. And so every single student across AET didn't have a, uh, the access to a laptop as that's been provided. So it's about a million pound investment across the group to make sure all students, whether disadvantaged or not, have got really good access to the IT, including internet dongles and all sorts. Um, so we know that they are accessing it uh, and, some, and students are making great progress. What's interesting is um, there's an assumption that, that actual is better than virtual. Actually, what we're now learning, of course, is, is that potentially a blended approach um, to learning and to education and is what's worth considering because we're finding with some groups of learners the progress they're making in the virtual world is actually more rapid than the progress that they may have been making um, in actual school but the caveat to that is that's where there's face-to-face -face contact with the teacher 
So it's so crucial that the teacher is engaged with that. It, 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 where, you're, where you're removed from that and they're sort of just doing it on their own, that, that's more of a challenge. So because we've got those lessons, they are making progress. But year 10 are a big priority for us as a country, of course. Yeah, no, I, it's really interesting uh, what you said. I, I do think that the, this sort of virtual learning, if you can get it right, uh, does have big implications for the kind of post-COVID future uh, of education, as it is doing for business and politics and all the rest of it. We've all been catapulted into a new world of technology and there have been pros and cons um, and if we can capture those pros for the future I mean you know one of the the issues for, for younger children of course is that the, the, the long summer break um, often sets kids back a bit actually in terms of their learning and progress and there's a bit of catch-up required and whether that has implications for how, how they're dealt with over the you know, this sort of eight weeks of the summer is going to be interesting, certainly from my point of view with, with younger kids. Uh, well, Nathan, that, that sounds fantastic. It sounds like you've, you've done a really stand-up job, and I'm very pleased to hear that students are responding well. Hopefully, the, the, you're not seeing too many issues from a kind of isolation point of view. I mean, obviously, you know, the kids that you're looking after that age are very, very social. They're going through a really social time, and being stuck at home, unable to socialise, uh, must be extremely difficult. Absolutely. Um, I guess. Yeah, go on. I mean, what I would say on that, and I couldn't agree more, is um, we talked about that philosophy from the outset for Winton and all of the academy schools, was looking at the things we do well and virtualising them. And one of the things that Winton does phenomenally well is a sense of community. Um, you know, it is a school that has a, a, a huge heartbeat and really, really cares about the individual children. So we've tried to maintain that social aspect in it, in a a positive way. For example, we've carried on with our prefect process to make sure the students so they have their prefect launch event this week. We've had community quizzes every week, which bring both the parents and the staff involved in, in forums like this. We've made sure that we have the celebration assemblies. I've done some sort of drive rounds and kept social distance, but delivered Easter eggs and presents to students who are just making a fabulous commitment to their virtual learning. So have, keeping that sense of fun. So every single day in our assembly, we set a challenge for the students. It's um, a daft challenge, it could be juggling balloons or a dance or, or, or bake a cake in a certain way. And um, that's yeah. really kept that sense of um, togetherness. So one of the things that was lovely when I was doing um, the, I asked the students in the student voice meeting, you know, what were their initial thoughts? And one of them said that they really felt that even though we weren't in school, we got a sense of the school community. And they felt really proud of the fact they still felt, felt that identity of them coming to that virtual classroom. So we're, we're trying to ensure that that isolation, of course, we're all isolated. You know, we're all in, in different parts. And um, that bringing a community together can still happen, you know, in, in this virtual way. And I think that's really important. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, one of the great things, frankly, about uh, Winton, from my point of view, is, as I said right at the start, when I first visited the school, you'd inherited a, a kind of school, I guess, which was you know, at rock bottom, um, both internally, but in the way it was viewed externally as well. And uh, as far as I can see over the last five years or so, you've done a, a fantastic job to, to drag it back. Um, and every time I visited, I've been impressed by your kind of energy and optimism and how that, how much that has kind of fed into the, to the school and the pupils and the staff. It's, uh, it's been great, but obviously you're now moving on big change at, uh, a Winton and a new person taking over just uh, uh, notwithstanding your achievements tell us where you're heading what you're up to and then who's coming in after you. Right so I'm, I'm very much staying within the Academy's Enterprise Trust and um, so I've taken on a role overseeing four schools so I'm I've already been working with uh, one of those already a school in Bristol 
Um, so working with four schools across the southwest, but still very much working with Winston. Um, so my, my sort of base is still here, working with that new team as we carry on this drive forward. It's a, I, I couldn't quite leave it alone, if you like, I want to stay very much involved. But Helen Jones joins us uh, straight away after half ten, so she's the new head teacher. She's met lots of the students already. She's been involved in lots of these virtual meets and lessons. And we had our year six tea party last week virtually, but we managed to get all the new year sixes come to a tea party where they baked cakes and learn has. And she was there to talk to her new cohort. Um, so yeah, she's, she's going to be fabulous and a really great addition to the team. But I'm, I'm going to work over four schools and hopefully bring together the strengths of all those schools so we can be greater than some of those parts because there's, there are some great schools in the four that I'm working with. Oh, very good. So you're going to become a kind of Gordon Ramsay, the kind of executive chef sitting over the over these restaurants and each will have its own sort of head chef, I guess, yeah. who's, who's coached and assisted by you. Correct. Yeah. So it's a new role in AT. So secondary executive directors. We've got a, a area to oversee in terms of schools and to really drive up the standards in our secondaries, which we're really excited about. OK, well, that's really reassuring, um, particularly at a time of of enormous change um, uh, in the way people are being taught that, that you're staying in touch with the school, as I say, because I think you've done a cracking job. And, um, you know, all those pupils over the last uh, five or six years that have been under your, uh, under your care have a lot to thank you for, I think, as does Andover as a town. So while we're very pleased that you're staying involved, um, uh, from my point of view, I wish you the very best of luck with your new role. And uh, I look forward to meeting Helen um, when things resume or maybe virtually who knows um uh, fingers crossed over the next few weeks the numbers head in the right direction and you, we might get a little bit of school uh, before the end before the summer starts uh, but if not in the in the new term as well listen nathan that's been fantastic thank you very much indeed uh, great to hear that winston is is in good heart uh, notwithstanding the really difficult situation that we find ourselves and that you're um, uh, pupils, students are, are heading towards a, a good end uh, to what's been a very, very difficult and unusual year. Um, and also that you're, as I always dreaded you might, moving on to, to big things, <laughs> uh, but great that you're staying in touch. Thanks very much. Do you have any uh, sort of final message for the, for the audience who might be listening in the school community? Just the same as everybody, just stay safe and look after each other. Uh, kindness is one of the most important qualities at the moment and really being kind to everybody around us is so key. Uh, and as I said all along, this, this sense of community is so important and perhaps more important than ever. I and mean, Winston being a community school, I'm really proud of that and how, how we've responded in this, in this crisis. Fantastic. Well, thanks very much indeed. Winton, onwards and upwards. Uh, we uh, will be putting this out on Facebook at kit.malthouse and on Apple and Spotify as a podcast and on the website, kitmalthouse.com. Um, and hopefully we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>